Hello there and welcome to another episode of The Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Anna Hayes, and in this episode, we're joined by Benjamin Davies, founder of B2B AV, a marketplace for buying and selling services within the AV industry, from the always in-demand technical skills, right down to writing business plans or marketing campaigns. Let's hear what Ben had to say. Yeah, so listen, Ben, thanks a million for joining us all the way from the UK. Um, You're starting your day, I'm just finishing mine off, and uh, we appreciate you taking the time to have a chat to us. And... um, you're here with us uh, on this episode to chat about B2B AV. Um, and uh, before we get on to that, actually, um, I might just ask you, Ben, can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and your own background in the industry? Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I suppose in, in modern terms of a very new industry, I'm probably a veteran. Um, I've been in the space for just under 15 years. Um, but originally my background is an electrical engineer. Um, and then I proceeded to uh, get qualified uh, as a lighting designer. Uh, and then as everyone does in this industry, I fell into it. So um, <laughs> I don't think anyone sets out to become a, an integrator. It's definitely something that uh, gets gets thrown or thrust upon you. Um, so yeah, it's um, uh, that was about like I say, 14, 15 years ago, um, someone introduced me into the industry uh, as everyone kind of does, fell in love with the space. And yeah, and here we are. So um, 13 years ago, I set up a company called Inspire Audiovisual. I'm still going strong, um, still love the space. Uh, and then uh, the B2B idea came about three, four years ago but actually the time to implement it and to make it a realisation uh, took a little longer. Okay, and yep, look at you've segued into it beautifully for me. B2B <laughs> AV, um, I suppose, firstly, what was the, uh, what was the, uh, the driving force behind B2B AV and, um, and, and what is it, I suppose, is probably the first question um, for, our, <laughs> for our listeners, for, for those that, that maybe haven't heard of it yet or haven't seen any of the, the articles about it. What is it? Absolutely. Um, so B2B AV is a marketplace for selling services and buying services within the industry. So I, I've been in the industry for a long time. And what I see from the peripheral vision, so from the outside of the industry, is especially in the residential market, Lots of people want to come into the space, but it's very difficult to build a business um, with all the skill sets required to run a business successfully in the space. Mm -hmm. I've it's taken me 13, almost 14 years to build a business with an IT department, a design department, an installation department, you know, and everything that comes with that. And when we first started, we really tried our best to outsource some of our skills. So we, in our first maybe two or three years, we used an IT company to help us um, deploy IT networks on a, on, a, on, a, on a system or on a project. And we focused on what we were um, most profitable at and I suppose what we were good at. And we tried to build that over the years within the business. So as we grew, we brought in skill sets uh, in-house, but we always tried to outsource different parts. And in Mm -hmm. fact, now as a business, interestingly enough, um, we've scaled slightly down and we've outsourced our design. 
um, things like uh, renders for cinemas, even uh, schematics and plans and things like that, uh, just because we found it more efficient in the workflow process. Okay. So building all of that side of it, what we wanted to do is kind of provide a space for those uh, one man, two man. I suppose that's not fair, actually. Anyone probably smaller than, you know, a dozen people within the business, this is what this is designed for, to allow them to pick and choose areas that either A, they're not interested in, as in it's not fun and they don't mm -hmm. want to do it, <laughs> or B, you know, or they're not skilled in that area. So it's more... It's more efficient, both time and, and, and money. You know, someone can do a cinema render for, I don't know, $250, and it's going to take you four days. Yeah, and it's interesting, Ben, uh, that you say about, um, you know, that it's taken you 13 years to kind of build up the various skill sets within your own business. And I suppose, like, look, and I'm not that terribly long in the industry, but what I have found from being in it for the period that I have been in it is that there's always something new as well so just when you think you've hit maybe all of the skill sets there could be something new that comes along and then you kind of you know it is would that be fair to say that this is kind of that, that this that b2b av will move with that times in that regard as well and that when something new arises it will give an, it will have an avenue for people who can do that or who need someone to do that Absolutely. You know, one of the, the crazy things within our industry is that we are selling a service and a luxury product. So it, it requires just so much skill sets within a business. Things like, you know, take it all the way back to business, uh, project planning, uh, marketing, you know, writing copy, mm -hmm. um, creating websites. It's not just the skills in the, you know, technical skills within the industry but it's everything so interestingly from your side of things from a um from a marketing perspective for uh, you know producing a magazine mm -hmm. um you guys have to keep up with the times with things like google analytics with you know different social media platforms which ones are trending how do you get mm -hmm. onto them things like that are really useful for our industry from a from a b2b point of view you know Anna, you could come to me and say, okay, we've been utilizing Google Analytics for the last 12 months, and this is how we found them effective. So why don't we translate that to your business and see how we can utilize it in your business? And I think that's where it's really powerful. You know, we see um, websites like Fiverr and Upwork, which are great, they're brilliant ideas, and it's very much a concept, a niched down version of that concept. But what we, what we kind of need within the space is those people that have kind of worked within that realm for a certain period of time to know the nuances of how it works and how to reach customers. It's a very difficult skill to kind of um, to teach is to how to sell luxury brands and also how to reach those clients in the first place. Never mind the technicalities of producing the drawings, the designs, you know, the programming and all the rest of it. So for me, actually the idea came out of the back of the services to the side and around the technical side of things. We've got, mm -hmm. we've got fantastic, you know, industry bodies like CDA, the HDA, we've got Vixer, all those unbelievable you know, bodies that produce huge amounts of teachable work for the technical requirements to be able to do the job. Yep. And actually, it's the it's the the, the warm hug that surrounds all of it mm -hmm. 
that makes um, makes your business because you can't deliver those technical skills unless you've got that client in front of you in the first place. Yeah. So things like renders, things like the designs, they're they're a great asset to put onto there that you can utilize to win jobs. But also I'm trying to reach out to PR firms that work within the space. Um, even influencers, people that influence the market, how they could utilize speaking with or creating a service on the platform to help other people to get their voice out to either their market or within the industry, depending on what, how they're trying to sell. Yeah. So there's very, there's, you know, there's very, very much, it, it's not just one singular technical aspect. I'd like it to be as open platform as possible, but with experience within the space. Yeah, very good. Well, uh, going back a little bit, I'll outsource some work to you on social media stuff any day you want, Ben. Just say the word and you can have it. <laughs> um, but it's interesting that you say that because it's something that we find as well. And actually, I've found it. Um, it it's, not, it's not unique to this industry by any stretch of the imagination. I remember working with a, a gallery owner in my hometown in Wexford in Ireland, um, and he's actually since passed away. But um, PR was just absolutely not his thing at all. It was mm -hmm. just, he could talk about all of it, but asking to put pen to paper and write what exactly was on it was just, I, oh, he used to break my heart. But anyhow, um, do you find as well, uh, Ben, I suppose, staying on that note of, um, of, you know, integrators or service providers being needing to get the client in front of them to tell them what they do. Do you find, I suppose, and it's something that I've heard in a few different talks and things over the years, that people are maybe not quite as aware of the industry as as you would, well, as any of us would like them to be. Um, is that a factor as well that people maybe lump it all in together in, in under one category instead of realizing that actually system integration, custom installation is all is a, you know, is an entity into onto itself? Yeah, well, we all know that the industry. Let's be honest, in in it's it's, it's in its infancy. <laughs> you know, no matter how you how you look at it, you know, we've I've, I know people who have been in the industry for forty years, but actually how that was packaged to a client face um is completely different to what is marketed now you know it used to be high fine cinema then it's now more down that smart home room. the problem with the word smart home is that it lumps a lot of things together mm -hmm. for, for, for me personally when i look at my market i know exactly who we're marketing to you know, as a business, and I'll take away from, from the BTB, I'll go, go back to the Inspire hat, the, the 55 hats that I wear in the industry. <laughs> um, um, and it, it, it's, it's a key thing to be able to nail that down. And one of the most important things that we ever did, and, and this is where it does kind of um, align itself with the B2B, is that we used a, um, like a business angel, someone that came in, sat us down and focused our business marketing to a critical audience essentially it doesn't matter how hard the industry tries to reach that clientele it mm -hmm. still comes back to the singular businesses creating a brand that is aware in the markets and in the locations that they want them to be so i think i, I see a lot of lot of integrators a lot of installers getting frustrated that 
you know, why, why do people not know about custom install enough? Why do they not know about this, 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 and this? And I think to myself, well, it's a pretty hard thing to, to kind of get in front of that, that particular audience, because it's not still not mainstream. It's still for the elite. Um, and I, I, ju I just think getting marketing in front of that elite is usually done through either management teams or they just it's networking yeah and so no matter how much money you would want to throw at it from a i don't know a, an industry body point of view or i don't know a, you know a particular brand like a control for or a crestron or whoever it is i still think that it's just pittance in the in in the terms of you know someone like google or apple throwing this you know <laughs> got tons more money and tons more people being able to sure. do that marketing for them so for, for me when people ask me that I always say it's easier to focus on your own own brand and your own self and work on your you know your cl perfect client and your locations than it is to ask the industry to fix it for you I think that will just come with time yeah very good very good and um yeah, and looking and looking at the whole the platform and B two B, that it, it's it, it is a global marketplace, um, which is obviously very pertinent um, now. In that we've all realised between Zoom calls and things like that, mm -hmm. that the world is much smaller, as evidenced by the fact that I'm talking to you seventeen thousand kilometres away. Um, uh, and I suppose it, no more than anything, this industry as well is kind of well. You know, you don't have to. Ha it doesn't have to be a situation whereby your system designer uh, is in Melbourne, like five miles away from me. If I need to get in contact with him, he can be in the UK. It could be you. Um, how, um, I suppose, it, it, again, B2B is obviously only new. How has it been, how has it kind of been picked up across the across the world, Benjamin? How, where is the main pickup at the moment or how is this tracking? Yeah, it's, there's been tons of interest in America. I think it's something that's hit a nerve across Europe, but at the moment we're only in one language, so it makes it makes things slightly difficult to kind of um, transfer over to the other regions of the world. But we are working on um, translations um, and having localized versions of the website that can translate. Mm -hmm. um, that's going to be probably quarter four, maybe quarter one. Just looking at the actual, as everything with my life, I, I take something on and then, I, you know, I think, oh, this will be super duper easy. Like throw a bit of money at it. And, you know, in a few weeks time, we'll have this website and it'll fix everyone's problems. And then some person that's a lot cleverer than me, because obviously I outsource a lot of this stuff, sure. turns around and says, doesn't work like that, I'm afraid. <laughs> so, um but yeah, we, we we're getting some, we're getting a lot of traction in the states. I think they're ahead of us in to, in the curve from the UK standpoint and the European standpoint mm -hmm. of outsourcing anyway. There a lot of integrators use outside marketing companies, outside copy companies. Um, they a lot of integrators use outside design services and just focus on integration, and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's brilliant. I, I, I love the idea of outsourcing. I think it's it's a fantastic way of being efficient to earn money, but also only doing things that you love doing. You know, like, for instance, I, you know, I've owned a custom integration company for 13 years, 14 years almost. I hate IT. You know, I hate <laughs> it. 
like and that's one of the critical parts of this industry so I, i'm not interested in l trying to learn it myself i will i will do the fundamentals to understand what i need to know to survive and to be able to um specify it but i'm not that interested in becoming an expert in it so i outsource that because mm -hmm. i don't want to be doing something that you know that gets me frustrated gets me upset <laughs> and um and doesn't make me happy i want to do the things that i love doing because i think that makes you more your creative workflow is better you become yep. more efficient at what you're doing and you earn more money so it wins on both sides of it so yeah the states are doing it really well at the moment um yeah i need to push the aussies obviously give them a poke um tell them to get on there a little bit more but uh, hope, hopefully things like this will give a little bit of uprise to, to people coming on board that yeah. like anything there's a lot of i'm creating a lot of conversation i'm trying to network with a lot of people i'm trying to um and trying to get the message to um installers that have been going for a long time to say look there's a a way of creating a secondary revenue here for yourselves and then I'm trying to then reach out to the people that are coming into the industry and saying, look, this is a great way of being able to scale your business without having to go and either hire or, um, or I suppose, find other integrators to work with. This is the kind of platform to bring them together, you know, straight away. Yeah, very good. And um, I suppose in terms of the nitty gritty of how it works then, uh, Ben, in terms of, say, you know someone wants to put their services on it obviously for someone looking for someone it's it's pretty straightforward um and the reason that the reason this is kind of fresh in my mind is i've actually we have another magazine and i've actually just finished um i got a press release the other day about um outsourcing sites in um it, from a tradies perspective um so i mean look at we all know the various different stories i suppose about outsourcing sites with trading perspective and things like that mm. and uh I'm just wondering, I suppose, um, you know, a, a lot of those sites, I guess, come with a little bit of a health warning for people using them. I, I don't, I, I'm not suggesting or, you know, that it's the same here, but I suppose what safeguards are in place in terms of, say, that maybe I don't put myself up on it saying that I can design your home cinema when, in actual fact, I, I wouldn't let me near the laundry room in your house, you know, that kind of a way. Um, exactly. Is it a little bit of buyer beware on that side of um, on that side of it? Yeah, there is. Um, there, there, there has to be in, in a certain aspect of it. So essentially, we do correct. We do provide a ver verification process. So mm -hmm. we will look for certifications in certain areas if there is like designs. Yeah. Um, and if there is. I don't know, something to do with marketing or PR, we will look for articles that have been done previously or the way that, you know, like references to your work. Yeah. To, that will go to the team. The team will sign that off and verify you within that space. So what you'll find over the next quarter, because this is getting implemented at the moment, um, you can sign up and put anything on. You could say, Anna, I am going to put on, I'm going to be able to design your cinema. And you know, and I know that you probably couldn't do that. You know, I'm not saying that you couldn't learn to do it. I'm not going <laughs> to knock you for that at all. I'm sure you no, could. I, I, I just say I couldn't, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I'll cut you off um, right there, Ben. I definitely couldn't. <laughs> but you wouldn't, be, you wouldn't become a, verifi you wouldn't become a verified um, service seller. So that 
if your price point, if you were going in, let's say I would design a cinema for fifty pounds, but you're not verified, then yes, the warning's there to say, okay, how long you would go as on as a seller, and how well a buyer would then go to you and say, okay, I'm going to take a risk on this. Obviously, what we like to do is um, we want people to put up designs and put up references towards what they've done in the past mm -hmm. within the gig or the skill that they've got on there um, so people can see the level of work that they will be buying and then it's about conversation and about understanding it's like if i was going to use you anna to do some copy for me and i wasn't doing it for a website how would that conversation go i would email you and say could you send me over the last three I don't know, uh, articles that you wrote um, because we're looking to do, we want someone to do our copy for us. Mm -hmm. it, it's just the way the world turns. Yep. The, the idea of the, the marketplace is to, to give a space, a centralized space where everyone in the world can sell services, buy services to help outsource their, their, um, their business and scale their business. Now, I'm not saying, I'd love to say that there won't, this won't come with problems, yep. <laughs> you know, but I know for absolute sure it will. And the way that we're going to try and mitigate that over a period of time is through the reviewing process and and also just trying to be honest and open uh, from both sides of the parties, listening to if someone has a problem and how we can resolve it as quickly and as, as best we can. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned, yeah, exactly. And as you said there, it's all about kind of conversation. And I mean, that's uh, kind of... I guess any integrator you talk to, like that's that's basically what they do all day, every day with clients is conversation yeah. and explaining to them how this thing works. So it, it, it's just an extension of that really from from everyone's point of view, just to, to see what people need and what they have and that kind of thing. Yeah. Absolutely. I think well, one of one of the um, one of the key things that I would I would love to put out there, and I'm, I'm trying to do some a set of videos at the moment to to kind of gain put give some information out to installers and integrators i i don't i never admit to, to knowing everything i don't all i can tell you is what i did wrong i was going to say a rude word there but i'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll keep it clean um but um yeah there's i can only tell you what i've done wrong and i can only kind of i like to put it in terms of you know start asking for directions you know if you're going to ask for directions to get to a destination whether your destination be getting retired selling your business whatever it is the best thing to do is ask for multiple directions from multiple people, you know, and yeah. then you'll find that over asking that, asking those people, you'll, you'll get a consensus somewhere of a similar thing, of a similar path. Now, that might not be the way that you want to take it anyway. We, we all take a different journey and we all like to do things in a different way. Some people like to go direct and work really hard and really fast and long hours to get to like that destination quicker. Some people want to cruise, they want to take the, you know, the long way around, but they want to enjoy life while they're doing it. And what I'm trying to do at the moment is create these videos that kind of say, you know, as an integrator, these are the skill sets. I think personally that you need to have within your business to be able to, grow and scale your business you know you need a marketeer you need a good salesman you need someone that can you know do social media uh, you need designers you need it you need support system i mean it's just it's huge yeah and once you lay it out for people then you start asking the questions you know have you created a business plan 
have you done a marketing plan have you um sat down and worked out the parts of the business that you love doing and that you know you can do well then you can figure out how to outsource the other parts and then as you slowly grow and scale then you can start integrating or bringing in new people to fill those roles as they become a, a, a solid asset that is yeah. required as a full-time position yeah very good very good um yeah it all sounds very exciting ben um and i suppose as you know obviously it's it's getting off the ground um what's next i suppose what's the next big milestone for us that you can kind of foresee whether that's a whether that's an actual milestone or mm. a, a, a hopeful milestone <laughs> The, the, the lovely thing about it is there's no there's genuinely no expectations from my side of it it's something that i wanted to produce it's something i'm going to work really hard on to grow but have no managed expectations to say by quarter four it has to do this turnover and it needs to grow to this scale it needs to do this i you know a little, little bit like the the facebook group that we run and and the other social media things that we do within the industry it needs to be organic and people need to feel like it's something that they either can use as a as a as a way of you know creating income or as as a, a way to scale and grow your business and i think if if look this is not corporate backed it's not had finance from um, from anywhere other than personally and through our own business and it's been done from the love of understanding how scale um, outsourcing can scale your business in a way that doesn't put stress on you personally or um, all the people around you so it, when people ask me like you know I can tell you what I'd where I'd love it to be however I am not I'm not going to put that on my shoulders to say it needs to be you know, across the world and we want to do a thousand transactions a day, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's not fair on the, on the actual platform and it's not fair on, I don't think, um, integrators wanting to use it. it. It has to feel like something that they need to slowly, you know, get involved in, start utilizing some parts of it. And then as it helps them, then they'll find that it becomes something that it'll become a service that they can lean on when they're busy and kind of take the foot off when we don't when they're not busy and I, I and i love the idea of that super well like i say it sounds it really does sound like a great uh, a great initiative and i wish you the very best of luck with it then i have kind of covered anything that i wanted to ask about it and um, is there anything else from your own point of view the, the good old journalist question is there anything you want to add um, <laughs> i'm gonna interview you now and, and, half, the, and half, the, half the time you get the sound bite of the interview when you ask that question. But um, yeah, it, it, <laughs> like I, I'll continue with it now. Anyhow, I've started it. Um, is there anything else that you want to add, Ben, that I haven't touched on that you, you would like to, I suppose, let our listeners know about as well? I, I, don't, I don't think so. Look, we, we, run a, we run a Facebook group, a very open and organic Facebook group in the UK. But to be honest, we have integrators from the states we've got, we've got um, australia we've got india i mean it's a global facebook group now there's four and a half thousand members there is a 
Um, there is a kind of questionnaire to get in, but we're not talking, you know, you're not going to get certified for, for, for um, answering the questions right. It's just to kind of get the right people in there. And essentially, we created the group for people looking to get into the industry because um, I personally think it's a really important thing. We're finding um, getting integrators, uh, trained people within the space, a really difficult thing. Uh, and we see this, I see this across the world. You know, I speak, I've got friends in America that own companies. Um, and so I wanted to create a space where we gave back from a, I suppose, long-standing integrator point of view. So you can log on to um, uh, our Facebook group. It's, 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 got, it's got a silly name because when I first did, started it, uh, I didn't even think about it growing and becoming as big as it did. It's called Smart Homie with two E's. Yeah. Uh, yeah don't and um you can get you can, it's a facebook group but if you want to get the direct link to go there if you put in homey with two e's dot club it'll take you straight there and you can sign up and and on you get um as part of the facebook group there are some unbelievable integrators on there that um can help you out with questions on how to get into the industry um if you've taken on your first project, what things to look out for. We've got templates on there for cable schedules. Just a wealth of of support. That's what I love about it. We've got a, we've got a um, we've got kind of a motto which is good vibes only. So we try not to you know demote people. We try not to bemoan people's work. We try to kind of keep it fun, alive, and and and, and show what is just unbelievable about this this space that we all get to work in um and that's why i think it's done so well over the past you know year or two excellent excellent well that's another uh that's another outlet some of our listeners can have a look at then as well um yeah yeah definitely i mean this all this this podcast will go directly onto there so people can have a listen to us um and it's there to help uh you know we work with lots of um media companies essential install hidden wires connected design in america yeah right yeah um and so it's it's a way of being able to centralize a lot of the information so people can find different podcasts in different areas um people can get help yes yeah, it's, it's just it's a cool space and yeah. you know we don't take things too seriously we can't do with a name like that and it's a <laughs> What you know, we work we work with Cedia, so we've got a great we've got a great line of communication with Cedia. But what it allows us to do is take away that corporate side of Cedia, which they need to have because they're an industry body, and it allows us to be the community um, and the voice of the of the industry and and talk about things going on in the industry. So it's a great place. So if you're not part of it, Anna, I'm a dis I'm disappointed if you are if you if you aren't anyway. But if you're not a part of it, I'd love you to be. I'd love you to kind of join in. Yep, absolutely. I definitely will. I definitely will, Ben. Um, I might learn something. <laughs> All right, I'll be, by the sound of it, I'll definitely learn something. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of gifts that are put on there. So, like, if you could take anything away from it, you'll find a really good gift. That, look, that's as good a that's as good a selling point as any on a Friday <laughs> exactly. evening. <laughs> <laughs> Super stuff. Well, I think that's a good note to end it on, Ben. Thanks, <laughs> thank, thanks a million again, and um, the very best of luck with it all going forward. My thanks once again to Ben for joining us in this very insightful discussion. B2B AV will be profiled in the next issue of Connected Magazine.
Remember to subscribe to the Connected Podcast on your preferred service and give us a like on Twitter or Facebook to keep up to date with all of the news from the industry. Until next time, Sláinte all the best.